Hey, I'm Angela and welcome to the Mood Board Podcast. Just a warning, I am absolutely going to be gushing about this next guest. I'm super excited to have Black Tastemaker Joy Moeller come on the podcast. I have admired Joy's work uh, for a long time. I know for many people in the interior design industry, you know, the queen is Kelly Worsler, and I'm not going to deny it. Her work is the bomb. It is fire. But for Black interior designers like me, my icon, the person I've always looked up to in my career has been Joy Moeller. She has been in the interior design industry for over 25 years. She has designed for stars all over the place, celebrities like John Mayer, Leonardo DiCaprio. She does projects in Italy, Moscow, you name it, Joy's done it. Um, And so I'm so thrilled to get to talk to her, catch up. How is she doing her business in the new normal? And also, I've just been on this like cliffhanger social media. What happened with her bike, Camille? What's going on? What is Joy riding today? So, so excited. Many people have been asking me, how can they support my business? And let me tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already on the right path. So just make sure that you subscribe and share it with your friends and family. But a second thing you can do is sign up for my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. In less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. I will also provide feedback on Skillshare and share students' work on my Instagram feed. So on that note, let's get started with the show. So how have you guys been? Yeah, we've been good. I mean, you know, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it was quiet for a while. Um, my projects are in Europe and my husband's projects were all kind of shut down. He does videography work and um, mm-hmm. photography, some weddings and, you know, everything just kind of clamped down. So, yeah, we had a nice kind of opportunity to do a bunch of house projects and paint a lot and all those sorts of things. And now it's like everybody looked at the calendar, realized it's September, and everybody's like, we're going to go. The emails are crazy. Yeah. And I'm kind of like getting to a point like, and again, I think this is my problem. I like to say yes to everything. Um, And my therapist and I are working on that. (laughs) She's like, you say yes to things that I think are nonsense. She's like, oh. why? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's this, for me, it's this week and next, next week, it's this what's new, what's next stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll do that. And then there's all this subsequent stuff you have to do. So right. it feels like homework with like, okay, by the end of the week, we need this from you. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm just like, oh, you know? Yes. Yes, we did a home tour from um, HGTV two weeks Mm -hmm. ago. So we changed our whole apartment this summer. It was insane. Yeah, these things, they're they're crazy. I did one for a New York magazine and one for New York magazine. And they're like, okay, we're trying to decide what we want to do with things. It's like, so you come in and invade somebody's space (laughs) and you have all this stuff in your file when you want it, you know. So I have to do another one next week and I'm just like, oh God, you know, stop already. Back to the florist. <laughs> right. I'm back to the florist again. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
forces sure. you to clean up and organize. So. It does. It does make sure that we can't get too dirty. Yes. 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 So Joy, well, thank I'm you for inviting me to do this. Absolutely. And thank you for, for just saying it. I wanted to talk to you for a long time. Um, you know, I stalked you on social media and it just felt like it was time for us to actually have a real conversation. Oh, and so we're, yeah. Yeah, because we always consider you for us younglings. We, we look at Joy as the queen of where we want to go with our interior design businesses. Oh, Lord. It will be like Joy. Oh, stop. One day. Oh, stop. You guys, you crack me up. People say things like that. And I just started laughing because I'm just like, I'm just trying to, you know, I just feel like a little singular little entity, you know, so for people to say things like that makes me feel really special. Like people recognize the work that I've been putting in. Absolutely. Your portfolio is amazing. Celebrities, you work abroad, you just, you, you know, it's funny, like when you see you're like, Joy's on the A-list for El Decor, you're like, of course. Oh, stop. Joy's there again. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, These are my goals. I don't Well, I so appreciate that, and I'm here to help. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, again, with Veranda, it really is about, for me, my mission statement about getting more of us on the pages and telling mm-hmm. our own stories. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to interview um, you one as part of my series, you know, where are the black tastemakers now? Mm-hmm. The last time I did the 28 black tastemakers interview with you, it was in 2016. And again, it was just sending I can't you believe it was questions. that long ago. <laughs> it was that long ago. So I wanted to first start off with like, where are you now? Where are you living? What's happening for you right now? I am in Westchester County. I've been here uh, for some time and living life through the pandemic and fortunately still here above ground and finding sanctuary in being close to the water and kayaking almost daily throughout the summer and just really trying to be with nature and just remember how small I am in the universe and just to stay healthy during this pandemic. Yeah, no, I'm- And be creative during a wild and crazy time to keep the mental state moving in Mm -hmm. a positive direction and not succumb to the depression of the state of politics and, Mm. and the health of this country and the health of, of people around me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, I think all of that's very true. I'm, I'm in Connecticut and I've moaned and groaned about living here for the past few years. And now that we're going through the quarantine, the pandemic, I'm like, I'm so grateful to have so much nature around me all the time. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's beautiful. I'm like, I'm going to go I mean, I take a very slow hike for myself and I have my little bike out and I go out and I do my morning meditation. I do yoga outside and I'm like, I'm so grateful for this because I never did any of that when I was in the city. Never, ever. And you look up and half of the people around you are from Brooklyn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are starting to get the the invasion. It's happening. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. So my next question is, you know, when did you start the it's a hashtag high tea with joy but your weekly interviews when did you start doing that i started high tea with joy brew it ports bill it uh probably about four weeks into the lockdown 
as uh, my town was the first town in the entire U.S., which became a containment zone where we had, you know, state troopers or whatever, sort of not patrolling the streets, but really just sort of keeping a quarantine containment area on the hub of where we had over 100 uh, COVID uh, victims, Mm. uh, for lack of a better word. And it was just so daunting and it was starting to take a really kind of heavy, heavy tone on my heart. Mm. And I said, if I'm feeling this way, others are feeling this way as well. And I know coming from a creative community, we need constant mental stimulation. And I was just really feeling like, wow, I'm sure my colleagues are feeling this sort of sense of, um, dread and just uneasiness and such and I said you know what I need to be entertained I need something (laughs) beyond entertainment tonight at 7 p.m when everyone's sitting and watching television and I was just you know looking through my Rolodex and scanning through social media and looking at these interesting people that I just really wanted to talk to And having spent so much time in London in the last four years, Mm -hmm. at four o'clock, I said, it's four o'clock, I want my tea, but who am I going to talk to other than my husband, who is stuck in here with me? And I, I said, let me put the two of them together, my tea and social media. And I'd started to look at lives and I said, I'm going to do a live. I'm going to start doing it next week. And I'm going to do it four days a week, not knowing what the heck I was doing, nor having any inclination of how much work went into this thing, how much preparatory work went into sort of coming up with the questions, but trying to eliminate the questions being the same for everyone all of the time, because my goal was really to have a diverse group of people. I wanted people from journalism, from fashion, from architecture, from interiors, and everything else under the sun. And so I just really started reaching out to people and saying, you know, I'm doing this live, please join me. And I started to get responses. So within the first, I think six weeks, I was doing it four days a week, Monday to Thursday. And sometimes Instagram wouldn't let me be great, but the conversations were wonderful. So some of these glorious interviews weren't saved, such as my first one with Alex, Uh, Hampton, which was amazing. But I continued to do it. And I just discovered a new passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then things started getting really kind of busy. So I started dropping off doing maybe three a week, then two a week. And I did the first one last week for the first time in weeks. uh, Because I really just needed a break from it. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it got to be a lot. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to start getting back to it maybe once a week. Yeah. And start from there again, because everyone's getting busy. People don't have time to just sit and listen to me and my musings <laughs> and my banter and such. Also, though, Joy, I love that you love tea because my daughter jokes that if my husband wasn't around, I would marry tea. And I'm like, it's probably <gasps> wow, true. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I don't mess around with tea. I have yeah, I, I love my tea. I do love my coffee, too. But, but that's how it started. And it became an opportunity for infotainment, which is yes. information and entertainment, mm-hmm. for people to tell their stories. And I'm really always interested in people's career paths, mm-hmm. 
and things that were challenges and how they found their way through them. And I really just wanted to share those experiences with people because I think they're so informative. You never know how someone's story is going to impact someone who's either searching or in the midst of a challenge who is just sort of revived from hearing someone else's struggle and how they got through. Mm -hmm. And I think in the midst of a pandemic, those sort of little gems can save someone's life. Yeah, no, it's so true. Some, so something that I might find as entertainment, just as talking to someone, it could be really someone's mental thread for mm -hmm. seeing their way out of darkness. So it became really important to me to just continue doing it. And I just am so like intrigued by how many people within the industry and without of the industry, um, outside of the industry who I've looked up to and admired have just sent me great notes like, oh, I love this. I'm like, oh my God, you're watching, you know? So, because you forget, it's like now we're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but you forget that there are other people who will listen at some point. Yeah. And so you get so lost in a one-to-one -one connection, which I think is wonderful. You forget that there are people outside of that immediate connection who are paying attention. So that's become, you know, kind of a nice little thrill for me. So I'm interested to see the expansion of high tea. Yes, where will it go? This is the seeds that you're planting right the now. The natant stages of high tea. <laughs> I think the Brew problem- pour it, spill it. <laughs> no, and I would say even for me, when I started this podcast, it was sort of coming from the same place that um, I had gotten in a terrible car accident two years ago, um, still recovering in a better place. Oh. Um, but I was kind of finding, trying to figure out how could I connect to the interior design industry? And I really wasn't sure health-wise how much I could take on, mm -hmm. but the podcast was a great way for me to connect and find out what's trending, what are people liking, what's happening. And it's just been such a great filter for me too, to recognize like so many people are going through something on their own. There's other challenges that are happening. And then I think even a lot of things internally that I was thinking about myself thinking, I think just like you said, when you're by yourself a lot, you know, you'll almost kind of downplay your blessings or your talents. And I was really surprised at how many people are saying, I want to come on the podcast. I'm yes. interested in what you're doing. Oh, can we do that? And I was like, why are they talking to me? You know, well, I've waited with bated breath for my turn. And now I'm here. I did have someone who was like, am I getting mine sent yet? I'm like, yeah, I, I, was like, was okay. I guess maybe she'll get to me. Maybe not, but I'll see. I'll see. So yeah, it definitely, I think this is very good, especially now more than ever as creatives, we have to find ways to, to keep each other going and to stay inspired and stay positive and, you know, hopeful and driven. So I'm glad yes. that we got to connect. Well, on that note, let's take a break. When it comes to finishing a room, most people forget about the styling. Even when people buy the whole room setting from the showroom. You guys remember that? Showrooms? Ugh. Those were the good old days. You'd often come home, set it all up, and then ask yourself, why doesn't it look as good as it did in the store? Well, the secret is because it hasn't been styled. But don't worry, I've got you covered. 
Check out my Skillshare class, The Art of Styling Your Room, How to Create a Mood Board. And in less than 15 minutes, you will have all the tools you need to begin to design your dream space. Sign up for Skillshare.com and I will post your work on my Instagram feed. Um, So my next question is, you know, tell us uh, more about your new role as contributing editor and columnist for Veranda Magazine. Oh, I am so excited about this. Uh, I've been a long Veranda reader, and I was just so excited that they approached me because I am really just making it a mission statement just to expand our voices. Mm -hmm. Of course, the timing is perfect, uh, but I really just want to reflect our lifestyles, our history, uh, our trajectories on the pages of Veranda. I want to expand our voices and tell our stories so no one else has to. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredibly important for our lineage, our history, Mm -hmm. uh, and also for people to see what creatives are doing, you know, just not to look at a painting from a broad brush, but to get behind the artist's mind to see what the concept was and what that person's uh, life story has been and how that's filtered into the type of work they do and the stories that they end up telling through their artwork. Yeah, I'm excited. And yeah, I mean, just to sit and listen to people and talk about their lives has always been intriguing for me. So to do it with Veranda and Hearst is really it's really an exciting time and I'm absolutely loving it. I am already in the midst of my uh, column for the January, February issue. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I come from a family, my dad worked at the New York times. Hmm. So this is something that has always interested me. I've always Hmm. wanted to work uh, for a shelter magazine. Mm -hmm. And as a contributing editor, I'm still able to do my design work. So I have two jobs now. (laughs) But but I love it. The hardest job was filling out 30 pages of H.R. Hearst documentation. That was the easy, that was the hard part. Doing the writing and the interviewing and the preparatory work and this transcribing and reviewing of images to support the actual interview. That's the easy stuff. That Hearst H.R. stuff is a killer. But you only have to do it once, which is great. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm very blessed. Absolutely. Um, so my next question is, you know, how are you managing your interior design business in the new normal? Are you exclusively doing virtual design, or have you returned to even shop at any? Have you gone back to the design center? Like, how are you doing things? Yeah, I mean, I walked into the D and D building I think once since March, yeah. and it is just so quiet. The experience was just so different for me. Um, It just kind of didn't feel real. Mm -hmm. And that's a building I've been going to for 25 years. And it's just a whole different vibe. Mm -hmm. And the vibe in the building, I mean, of the sales staff was just kind of interesting. Of course, you walk in, everybody swoops you because they're (laughs) so happy someone's there. Like, oh my, all this attention. I'm feeling like Justin Bieber right this minute but um it's you know it's just sort of a different vibe um most of my projects are in Europe anyway Mm. so I've been really affected that way because I'm usually shopping there 
uh, on my projects that I'm working on, probably 25 to 35% of the product uh, on my projects is from the US, everything mm. else uh, comes from international sources. Yes. So not being able to travel has really significantly delayed um, the development of my projects. Uh, so I'm looking at, you know, a lot of uh, creators and makers from mm. Europe. They're sending me a lot of images. Um, it's, you know, of course, vastly increased my relationships with a lot of shopkeepers yeah. because they're sending me a lot of stuff and, and that's great. So the development of these new resources is really wonderful for the long haul because I'll continue to do work in Europe. It's great. And then the domestic partners and vendors that I already have, you know, it's, you know, when I say it's increased the resources, it really isn't just about the product. It's yeah. about the relationships mm. because now when you're communicating with someone, you're on the phone talking to a vendor, they have time to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm learning the names of people's children. <laughs> I know when they graduated, I know where people live versus pre pandemic. The conversation was much more about, okay, so when am I going to get it? When are you going to send me the invoice? Mm -hmm. I need a quote. What did I mention? Send me some showing images. You know, it was all, all, all about work. Right. And now it's come to be 50% about the work, 50% about the people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a factor that's crucial to the development of business, of everyone's mm -hmm. business. People are really taking the time to listen to people and to talk to people. And as a result, when someone says, oh, I have something, you know, we're in development about something, I think it's perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Now they're showing you pieces that truly represent the type of work that you're doing because they've listened to you, they've gotten to know you in a more deeper fashion, more deep fashion. So the selections are starting to make much more sense. Mm -hmm. I also think too, like what's going on right now, like, like I was saying for us, my, my daughter's around, my husband's around, it has kind of, you know, it's kind of like the smoke and mirrors are gone and it's kind mm -hmm. of showing more people the reality I've, you know, I've had to- The veil's um, been lifted. The, exactly. The some of it good, lifted. some of it not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've had to just be honest with some people, like I've got my kids staring at me right now. I, I can't do this, you know? Everybody I, does. That I could jump on a meeting and- I have to get out of my perfection mode. I have to be able to say, you know what, today's just not a good day. Everything's yeah. crazy in the house and I got to manage this and that. And, and that the laundry has to a be lot done. Of work. Yes. <laughs> my to-do list is growing a lot longer. And I'm getting okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, kudos to all of you parents who have survived summer, <laughs> who have survived, you know, the initial stages of homeschooling and how disruptive seriously what better word could there be yeah. how disruptive that all must have been and yeah. then to you know swoon into summer survive that so that now that you can jump into a new school year and have a much better take on expectations yeah no, and nobody killed anybody you know <laughs> i mean really thank god we haven't heard any reports you know that oh my god some parent just went full out berserk it's you true, know and yeah. tortured their kids because they couldn't take it anymore because you look at these children and let me tell you they don't give a damn about work okay my husband we got him a screen divider and she thinks that's some fun thing that she can like jump on and kind of spin around and i'm like you know what? I thought that was going to be a good idea to give her like, that's when daddy's in meetings. It means yeah. nothing to her. That None of this 
kids are like, whatever, y'all are playing something I'm coming to play too. Yeah. You just have yeah. to focus in on It's that. an adjustment for everyone. Yes. It's been real. <laughs> it's, I'm sure. All right. So my next question is, before we get to our interior design game, what is going on with the bike? What happened to the other <gasps> bike? What's the new bike? What's happening? Camille, Camille, Camille. I love Camille. My husband gave me Camille for our anniversary, mm-hmm. which then reminds me he's got to give me a replacement anniversary present because I sold Camille. Okay. Love her. She's so beautiful. You know, people would stop me. Oh my God, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. bike. Gorgeous bike. But we've been doing a lot of riding and Camille was only a one speed and mama mm-hmm. needs a little bit more speed and more gear shifting, yes. et cetera, because we've been taking a lot of rides. We've been going across the new um, Governor Cuomo Bridge, which is the mm. old Tappan Zee. Okay. And it's three and a half miles each oh, direction. Wow. Okay. And there's a nice little slow incline. Camille never would have survived the trip. <laughs> and we've been taking her you know, to a lot of mountain trails. And so the mountain bike is much more uh, adaptable and fitting for those yeah. type of rides, or I'd still be in the parking lot when my <laughs> husband and everyone else we ride with is, you know, at the peak of the mountain, I'd still be, oh, wait for me, Camille, come on, Camille. <laughs> so yeah, Camille has been sold to a lovely woman who will be here to pick her up in three days. She's on vacation now. And I expect to see some wonderful, wonderful fashion shots with this diva who says that she will continue her name of Camille. I said, feel free to rename her. She says, no, she's Camille. She'll always be Camille. So she's going to a lovely, lovely home. And mama's going to be tearing up the road on the mountain bike. So yeah, I, so I have a pink cruiser (gasps) and the only way it works is because right. I do it with the kids. Yeah. I need this. I need the small surface streets and I look cute. And I get my little mom shout outs and that's all I need. And a little ding, ding, bell. I do, like my little bell. I'm still trying to figure out my basket because I just, there's one from this company, Goody World. I Mm -hmm. hope they're listening. Yeah. It's like $90. And I'm like, y'all, that's a little crazy for a basket. Yeah, well, I, uh, Camille came with the basket. It was too small. I couldn't fit my purse in it. I always have to have a big purse and I need a basket that's purse ready. And so I found another one, a nice little woven basket on Amazon for like $40. Okay. So that's the one that I have. Yeah. It's gotta be a big basket because you want to, you know, you want to stop it at the farmer's market, load it up with some tomatoes and greens and such and whatever else. And she also came with a great cell phone holder and a beverage holder. She's tricked out. So this lovely lady who purchased her will be very, very happy riding her around the streets of Brooklyn. She'll be very cute. (laughs) All right, so now we're gonna move to the interior design game. Love it or hate it. So we're going to focus on 2020 design trends from Veranda. And so I have seven of them listed here and I want to know if you love it or hate it. And then also your reason why. Oh, well, I work for Veranda now, so I don't want to get fired by hers, (laughs) but I have my own opinion of things as everyone knows. So bring it on, bring it on. All right. So the first one is sustainability in design. Do you love it or hate it? Oh, I love it. I mean, I'm all about the universe and having a, healthy, healthy community. 
Um, so, I mean, of course, I mean, look at California. We need to be responsible about what's happening to our planet. So whatever sustainability exists in the world, I hope it's beyond a trend and it's here to stay for the comfort and survival of all of us. Mm-hmm. The next one is Cubist Silhouettes. So I'm a real modernist, so I'm really into cubism. Uh, I love geometry. I love 90 degree angles, you know, so I'm all for cubism. Mm -hmm. You're like, sign me up. All right, the other one is Midnight Florals. So there's floral, like, I guess any- I mean, like dark, moody, burgundy. Yes, exactly, they're very moody. Poppy with black eyes and all that sort of, it's seasonal, you know? So I don't know how appropriate that kind of thing would be in springtime, but as we move into autumn and the holiday season, they're perfectly perfect. Mm-hmm, okay. Next but one. But I'm all also for a little ivory and soft pink throughout mm-hmm. the winter, just for the, the mere idea that spring is coming. So it all works. If it's natural and it isn't a flower that's been spray painted some weird blue, I've I'm seen all that. for it. <laughs> I don't want to see funny blue colored carnations and yeah. baby breath. Just give me a natural flower and I'm, I'm down for all of it. Yes. Um, curves and upholstery. Oh, I, I like it. You know, I think it's, it's, it's got to be a room that mm. could take it on in scale. You just can't plunk like a big curved yeah. sofa in a very small room. It's got to be a really generous sized room that could take that swoop yeah. because it's the outside diameter is just as important as the interior. I agree. Curve. I think a lot of people... And it can't be a abrupt curve, you know, so that even though it's 15 feet long, it only seats three people because the concave of it is a weird angle. You know, it's got to be a soft, gracious mm-hmm. uh, interior curve and back curve as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also got to enhance the other pieces that are alone with it. I, and I, I tell people all like over and over again, I'm like, I know they're super popular, you really need to work with an interior designer because those footprints get real weird real quick. They get wonk wonk real fast. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why is it in the middle of the room? They're like, that's as far back as it goes. You're like, so yeah. this is it. That's what I'm talking about. That back curve has got to be just as important as that interior curve. Yes. Yeah, or it just looks like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> The next one is um, natural oak finishes. Mm-hmm. I like natural oak. I also love a ceruse oak is my favorite though. Okay, now what is the difference? Like what's a ceruse oak? Ceruse oak has a little bit of like a whitewash to it mm-hmm. that fills the uh, the veining. Gotcha. That softens it so that it isn't a dark, dark, deep, deep, dark color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one, um, statement beds. If it's comfortable and it's big, I'm happy for it. I mean, they can get wild and crazy. Um, As long as it's not a water bed, it's fine. You know, I love four poster beds that are carved out of beautiful woods, sort of like a a British sort of island, sort of four poster bed. Those are my favorites. I also love a great um, sort of canopy Mm. four poster bed that's draped with beautiful uh, textiles and such. I love low platform beds if they're cool and sexy 
anything at all as long as it's not a futon on the floor or, or a waterbed. I don't think those are making positive statements. <laughs> those are just like, frat boy, it's time to grow up. But if you've got a real bed with a real frame that's not a futon or a waterbed, what can go wrong? As long as they have beautiful linens. You oh, can take a, a crusty bed that has no design style, put exquisite long linens on it or something like that, a patisi, and yeah. you've got a beautiful, beautiful bed. That's what makes a good statement. Not necessarily the frame, but the linens that mm-hmm. sit on it. I agree. And I have so many like bedding linens. I have at least two tubs worth of them. Love it. And my husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm changing them for the week. I'm like, I, now I want to mix this with this. He's like, oh, oh yes. Okay. All right. Yes, my linen closet is a story in excess. And I am a notorious lunatic who still irons my sheets and pillowcases. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I don't go through a whole can of spray starch on three sets, something's <laughs> wrong. Like we're not doing it right. Yes. Um, and then lighting, this is the last one, is lighting made from natural materials. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends. I mean, you, I wouldn't plunk, you know, a ridiculous amount of natural lighted, light shades and such, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. In a very, it, it's got to work for the room. It's got to mm-hmm. be part of, of the mood and the overall design concept. Yeah. Or it, it just doesn't work. It looks like an afterthought. There's got to be a lot of thought process in there. But there's some great ones from like Curry and Company. Um, Arrow has some great ones. They're out there, but it's got to be the right piece. Yeah. Well, but George- I'm, I'm typically not into trends of any sort. If yeah. it's a trend, I go the other way anyway. <laughs> it's just got to be something that I like. Mm-hmm. Something that you gravitate towards. Yeah. That grabs joy. Yeah. If it's a trend, if someone says something's a trend, I'm just running the other way. <laughs> well, Joy, that is our interview. Thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it as well. Highly immensely, my dear heart. Oh my God. Highly immensely. We've got to do more tea time together. We must do more tea time. I'm so, so happy that, alas, you reached out. Alas, I'm going to give you a cheerio. A cheerio, my dear heart. Blessings to you and the family. Same to you, Joy. Take care. Thank you so much. Ciao. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show with the queen, Joy Moeller. I was absolutely thrilled to get to talk with her. Also, if you're going on Instagram, check out her weekly Instagram live shows, which is High Tea with Joy, Brew It, Pour It, and then Spill It. Um, Really just fun interviews, I think, to watch throughout the week. And as Joy said, something to really fill us up, give us some joy. Also, check out the shoppable mood board I created um, on AngelaBelt.com backslash the mood board podcast, where you can get some inspiration from our conversation and get some new interior design ideas. If you liked this episode, maybe even said you loved it, feel free to subscribe and share with your friends and family. All right. Bye-bye.